ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shapiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. If you created, sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Wednesday. Drew Butler in the house. Thanks so much for being with us. We are the fastest two hours in the highly entertaining Steakhouse that uh, we appreciate you spending time with. I had Rusty on Monday, the Queen yesterday, and of course the incomparable Drew Butler with us today i'd say a good day to have you not only we're we talking to a former dog but we have got a ton of nfl stuff yep you're going to take us through the uh, quarterback conversation which is a lot of conversation if this was a horse race we'd be coming around the back stretch Would i think that's fair that? to say i think yeah, that's very fair that? to say combine this week everybody's talking everybody's getting an idea of, of what some trade possibilities could look like free agencies just a couple of weeks away and for a team like the atlanta falcons they they want to have a really good idea of what direction they're going so they can situate themselves for some success in the draft. Yeah, because if they're losing the asset that is their eighth pick in the draft to move Which I hope they don't do. Which I hope so, too, which is why I'm worried about Justin Fields for a couple of reasons. That's one of them. Like, I hate losing that. But if they are, they need to know where they might land. And they need to know that we're out of the quarterback business. And they need to know that we're not going to be able to get um, some of the studs at eight that we've been talking about, including the kid from uh, Alabama. Um, Dallas Turner, Dallas Turner, which is if they stay at eight and he's available, that's absolutely who they should take. Are you of the belief that the Falcons are only going one of two directions, and that would be get one of the three available free agent quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, you know, consider Justin Fields in that because by all intents and purposes, he's a free agent, or are they going to move players. up and draft? There's only six players that – let's take uh, – Or could they be thinking about doing something that maybe nobody's considering? So I don't think they are, but I but like my, part of me was like, if Desmond Ritter was just a little better, do do they say, hey, we don't have to fix quarterback right now? It may not make sense. We have less leverage this right. year. There's a lot of years, you know, just because a, a team decides this is the year we find our quarterback, that doesn't mean it's going to work. The year you decide you have to have it, you know, if you. I guess if you feel mediocre, which they don't about their situation, you go, in the next two years, we need the future of our franchise. What you said now is, we need the future of our franchise now, which kind of puts pressure on you that that has to happen. Um, and, and again, we know that it's an absolute crapshoot. I was thinking about this walking up here today. Like, uh, I, you know, y- you watch the Patriots uh, in the dynasty, and you can't give them credit for taking a – Sixth rounder. You can't give the 49ers credit for taking Brock Purdy because the guy they picked, of course, was, the guy they picked was Trey Lance. Yes, and so, they traded him out for a cup of soup or right. whatever. But my point is, they went all in on the absolute wrong guy. So my point is, it is if we think because we decided now's the time we're getting our franchise quarterback and think that that means that's going to happen, like there's a lot of really smart teams that it fell in their lap and the decisions. Listen, I mean, and, and, and are, are, the NFL is a cutthroat business. So, to the same point that Desmond Ritter didn't play good enough the last year and a half, and he's not going to be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons in 2024, the decision that the front office and the personnel people are having to make 
on convincing the coaches who they should take. If they choose wrong, they're getting fired too. Yeah. Everybody's backs are against the wall. Right. And listening to the morning shift driving in this morning, you hear them say, like, could they gain the favor of the fan base to quote-unquote rebuild again? Absolutely not, and I think Arthur Blank is telling everybody in the building that. Go get somebody that gives us the best chance for success immediately. And maybe you don't have to decide on your franchise now, and you say Kirk Cousins for three or Russell Wilson, because if you commit to Justin Fields, you're kind of saying all the chips are in. Yeah. Now, it feels like all the chips are in a different way than if you go Kirk Cousins which is a proven entity. You know he's not long-term. You know he's not the quarterback necessarily the next, you know, seven years. Do you, we care about that, though? No. Not in this league. Like we said. Like, like Just make it happen. Make it happen. To the point of, do we need a seven-year plan? No. I go back to the Los Angeles Rams. They went all in, put themselves in cap hell. They won a Super Bowl. By the way, by the way, all the conversation about how the Bucks Think about the Bucks With Gronk and Brady and the Dominican and all this, and guess what? They damn nearly were. They damn nearly were two wins from the Super Bowl this year. They won the division. They played well on the road. Yeah. They got Baker Mayfield. Started four and seven and ended the season five when and you one. You go sixty years and have never won a title. There is no hey, you know, let's let's have a mindset of building and you you got to win one. It doesn't matter how leverage everything, but not. Falcons fans just want to win. Get into the playoffs. Have a winning record. Be relevant. That's step one. Well, they're, they're, Get into the playoffs. Everybody's 0-0. Zero zero. Here's the good news for, for them. Okay? I've been here for 27 years. I have never seen a fan base more upset, more angry, across the board. Owner Arthur Blank. Coach Arthur Smith. Quarterback Desmond Ray. Du- like, the, the Q rating on them was as bad as it's ever Apathetic. been. Yeah. Mm, angry. Angry. And, then, and, and now, whatever they do, whenever, whether it's Russell, Kirk, Justin, or a rookie, uh, and Raheem, and the, like, they'll be back. We'll all be back day one. You know, they, they, they've got over whatever. Like, it is super intriguing what's going to happen. Yeah, and I'll just give Raheem Morris a ton of credit. Watching his press conference in Indianapolis yesterday yeah, at the podium – you just want to listen awesome. to him. Like, you gravitate towards I, him. You sit there and you go, I think this guy knows what he's doing. And, and and I've never heard other people talk about a guy in their profession at the same level. Like, ever. Like, they, of course they love him because he's a good guy. They're saying a lot more than that. No question. They're like, this guy deserves to be a head coach more than anybody they've seen. So, I agree with you. That's good news. we got a lot more on that. Let's do 9 at 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. I was at the Hawks game last night. And to quote Godfather and uh, Michael Corleone looking at Hyman Roth, I saw something very interesting today. Talking about the Rebels there in Cuba going crazy. I saw something very interesting last night sitting with some very nice seats at the Hawks game. I saw a team playing really friggin' hard. I saw a lot of guys touching the basketball. I saw a defensive effort, and I saw a blow. When's the last time the Hawks blew out somebody? On the road or at home? I mean, that was a beatdown of the Utah Jazz. No question. The Hawks defeat the Utah Jazz 124-97. to Jalen Johnson, hello, 22 points, 13 rebounds, and DeAndre Hunter, 20 points off 
the he bench. You're it. totally right. Watching the game, cycling the basketball. Yeah, cy- that's a good way DeJounte to DeJounte cutting in and taking it to the rim. Like it was just fun to see. I, I, I'm not. I will talk about Trey in, in a little bit, and I'm not saying that it has Trae nothing Young's to do with fabulous. Trae. Right? It doesn't. You know yeah. what it has to do with? I I'm I'm touching the basketball. I'm active. I'm involved. Jalen Johnson untouched. You know, listen. I I was very lucky. I had ridiculously good seats last night. And I've never watched Jalen Johnson maybe that closely. The athleticism on him, dude, he's going to be better next year in two years. He is a special friggin' talent. John Collins back last night could not have played worse. Like, like literally, that was as bad as John Collins could ever play. Five points, three, re- three points, five rebounds. What are the numbers? Five points, nine rebounds, but in 22 dude, minutes, he was, he was, yeah, it was not a good Blowing night. kisses to the crowd at State Farm Arena. I mean— uh, did, was that deserved? He had a great yeah, career while here in Atlanta. A good career. I mean, you know, the curtain call to blow kisses up into the rafters. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, he's a very good dude. Okay. And 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 kudos to him. Georgia loses 67-66. They're 1-8 and eight in their last nine. Whatever they're paying over there to get that new group, uh, some of those boys are about to get fired. Is that safe to say? I think that is safe to say. I've dubbed it the Dogs Disappearing Act. It's what they do in every game in this awful yeah. nine-game stretch. They were scoreless for six minutes and 18 seconds at one point, and then more importantly, late in the game, they were scoreless for over two minutes when you've got to put the yeah, ball but, in the basket. But that's exactly who they are. They, they're not a good offensive team. They're just not. It's not like fluky. You are what your record says you are. I will say, though, at the end of the game, the, the, the foul that was called on Georgia with the block at the rim, very up in the air. Georgia gets the ball, drives late. Almost an identical play to win the game, and no foul was called. Chris Sale, anything you imagined he could look like in his debut, that's what he was. Nasty. Sean McDonough, our buddy, he was on radio. He does uh, about 30 games for WEEI. Is that right? Yeah. Red Sox? He said in an interview the other week, he's like, I'm fully expecting Chris Sale to be extremely healthy and be a dominant force for the Atlanta Braves. He was ridiculous yesterday. He comes pounding that fastball on top of you. He was up at 97 yeah. yesterday. We had four strikeouts, two innings. Um, looked awesome. Couldn't yeah. have a better outing. Two innings, no pitch, hits. no hits, no runs, four strikeouts. Strong. Yeah, really good. Um, all right, and and one big moment last night, just because I like the play-by-play call on this. <laughs> this was Cavs-Mavericks, best game of the year, maybe. Mavericks hit with two seconds left, and this hit happens. Cavs out of timeout. Struce into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! 121-119! In one of the most incredible endings you will ever see. Max Struess. He heaved that thing. Half court. And he buried it. Dude, it swished it, right? Yeah. Not off the glass. Yeah. You didn't call glass window. You just drilled it, right? That was sick, yeah. Great scene, too. Bum rushed them, and then they all dogpiled on the fun. court. Pretty cool. That was Cavs Radio Network. When we get back, we're getting right into it. Terry Fontenot, Raheem Morris on this radio station Let's just say Drew Butler has a big smile on his face when he hears Raheem. You'll know why when we come back. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. This is Boomer Science with the CBS Sports Minute. Today's birthday show. 
Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. This hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancehair.com. How often do you get your hair cut, by the way? About once a month. Do you think if it was like, um, if it was confirmed that you could have a full head of hair, if Advanced Hair Restoration was like steak, we could get you a a full full head head of hair. Have you seen pictures of me when I was younger? Yeah. With the John Travolta, Denny Terry. So if Advanced Hair Restoration said, steaky, we got you. Uh Full head of hair is going to look super natural, no toupee jokes. Good question, okay. You ready? You want to go in? Um, so listen, I think they, and, and you know what? I, I, I will they, give you credit as well. Before you answer, <laughs> Steaky Silver Fox with the goatee, I, I I was a fan of that. I'm surprised you shaved. Uh, what My that? dad's got the goatee going on right now, too. I don't know what it is. My kids, they, they don't like change. Miss Kimberly did not like that as well. She, did she, she didn't care as much as Sophie, who commented, Nola and Bobby. I was like, what do you guys think? Go with the beard? No, Daddy, don't do that. Steaky Silver like, Fox. Right. So I'm like, with you, Drew. I, I I saw that video, and I was like, look at Steak, looking all, like, you know, nice and you so know, you grizzly that, there. Did like, you see me chirp Andrew Zimmern? Yes, that was funny. All Andrew right. Zimmer, I mean, just absolutely jacking your style, going yeah, around he, Atlanta doing sandwich reviews. I commented, that's not Steak Shapiro. That was very nice. He looked he looked sloppy, I thought. He looked sloppy. So that's a great question. Um, you know, I just think, again, it goes back to my kids. If they saw me with a full head of hair— like it would just it would be they just like, wouldn't Dad? they wouldn't be down with it right and you got to pull the bald look like I've worked so hard to to embrace the bald look it would just be a big pivot um, it would be a big pivot I went and got my haircut give a shout out to uh, wait I know you're saying got my haircut that's relatively speaking <laughs> it's uh, a dude in uh, Sandy Springs he listens to the show you don't do it yourself vintage barbershop I do most of the time but sometimes the eyebrows you just want a grooming yeah. You want a grooming is Understood. what it is. And you want that really hot towel over your head, which is like, yeah, you know, good stuff. and then tighten you up a little. And then when you're doing those videos, you're like the eyebrows, like, bro, you get you get older, you start getting hair and like you just start looking weird. But I appreciate this. I want to go. I want to run with the beard thing or try it. And then the kids, they broke me down. They broke me down hard. So your dad's going that right now. Kevin Butler. Yeah. He's Maybe, got the gray. Good look. Yeah. yeah. All right. You have to show me a photo. Um, is that weird? Show me a picture of your dad. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, show me a picture of your dad. Um, I just want to say this about myself and Drew, who who have spent a couple of years together now. And, you know, <laughs> Drew was on the – he was on Arthur Smith hard all year. And, and listen, he turned out that everything he said was fair, and, and I'm not doubting um, that, that it didn't come from a place of just, like, you looked and reacted. It was not personal. And, and I knew Arthur pretty well, and I, I wanted it to work. But me and you were so exasperated listening. It's not just the press conferences. The interviews with Dukes and Bell, where literally they would try to ask him a normal question with a form of, of interpersonal communication. Yes, yes. And what would come back was so... Such, Convoluted. Yes, that's a great word. That, that was the word. Con, you, you, you'd sit there and you'd be like, What? He'd be like, hey, coach, you know, I had a tough loss last week. Like, how's the building feeling? What's the thoughts going into this week's yeah. game? Well, you know, man. <clears throat> Lovely. We got the right group in here. 
I mean, look, we got outside noise. There's a lot of things going. There's a lot of things going. Like, why did you do that on third down? All week long, what are you, you're looking at stuff all week. Like, like what? Like, just that's, answer. That's, that's ridiculous. Answer that question. It's not even the testy part, which was really dumb for a coach that had a terrible record to be as testy as he, as he was. It started when he slammed the table against the New Orleans loss two years ago, and then it continued until there was the one game me and you looked at it and was like, he ain't going to be like that no more. Nah, he, I, I promise you, and he was, and he, he put his tail between his legs. But to hear... And again, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, uh, and I'm not telling you that I'm a master communicator of, of, and not, you know, jumbling names and words and everything else, but I really appreciate the reason I like politics and debates and sometimes I just, I just like to watch how people communicate. For sure. You know? A hundred percent. Say what you want about Donald Trump. Policies he, out the window. Right. Can he you is, talk in command? He is fascinating. Barack Obama. To watch. Right? I mean, a masterful orator. orator. Yeah, great orator. I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy, never <laughs> yes. going to be president. Dude, dude, that guy dude, can that command guy. a room like so, crazy. We're just so entertaining to watch. So, like, that's who Raheem Morris is. The guy is just such a refreshing you Communicator. Know, breath of fresh air. Yes. Yeah, you know, like uh, to come here and when you're smart also. It's a great and, combination. And when you believe in what he's saying. You get the right people around you too. You listen. Yeah, no, dude, I'm I'm excited. You know I was high on Raheem um, uh, for a while. We'll hear him yesterday. But I was just going to say, Drew, we didn't always sit there and be like, dude, what, what, what is you know, going on? Everybody wants to use these corporate buzzwords and jargon. Yeah, like we were like, dude, what? Just answer. And you know, you just you, you had feelings. I, at least I did when the Falcons were going up against a team like the Lions. And Dan Campbell's their head coach, and I was like, uh oh, this is not good. And then middle of the season, they're going up against a team like the Titans, and Mike Vrabel's the head coach. I like, think, uh oh, how you communicate. We all like to be motivated. I'm not. Yeah, I can watch the right motivational speaker or Instagram post or go in a room and have somebody inspire me. They're good communicators. I don't know how Arthur Smith was doing that. Like, I don't think he was. And I think Raheem will. And yesterday, they had two great interviews on this radio station. Terry Fontenot um, asked the question by uh, Andy and Randy, what is the most important trait in the quarterback you're looking for? It's the right leader. And obviously, you have to have the right. You have to be a good football player. And different players do it different ways. You have to be an effective football player, right? You have to be able to come in and – the pieces that we have, the pieces that we add, you have to be able to come in and be a multiplier and make those players around you better. You have to, so we need the right skill set, the right talent, but you just, again, said at the end, you got to have, you got to have the right leader. So when Terry Fontenot is saying we need a good leader, we need an effective football player, we need somebody who essentially knows what they're doing, that to me is essentially showing the cards that free agents in play. You're not going to get that day one from rookie. Great You're just point. not. Great point. You're just not. You you cannot expect for either, any of the top three and then go to the next group. So if that's Bo, Bo Nix or Michael Penix, which was but doesn't matter. Even the rookies. Yes. You're right. Even the rookies. It's just super hard to do, man. And there's only a few greats that have been able to come in and do that. And I don't know that Matt Ryan absolutely, you know, and Matt Ryan deferred to Michael Turner and to, to um, well, I don't know, my, uh, Michael Jenkins was there at the time with Sean Jefferson. Um, might have been here no, at the time. Whatever it was. No, he wasn't. But point being, he had gravitas, but it takes time. Veteran doesn't take time. Kirk Cousins will be the alpha male in the room the no day question. he gets here. Kirk Cousins will be the guy. He'll walk in. He'll command the entire respect and attention from the locker room. 
the coaches will collaborate with it. Kirk yes, Cousins. collaborate with Kirk it. Cousins will get with the skill players, look at the summer schedule. Hey, these dates, we're going to California. We're going to Florida. We're all getting yep. together. We're going to work out together. Not to say that the players haven't done that in the past and quarterbacks have it in the past, but it's a little bit That's different from a guy like Kirk Cousins who's been there, who's done that. Yeah, and I think Russell Wilson, maybe he's ready to be that. Did you maybe. see his quotes yesterday with Brandon Marshall? On the I Am Athlete podcast, Brandon Marshall was asking, like, what happened in Denver this year? And Russell Wilson's sitting there telling him, they brought me in right. and said, take away your injury guarantee clause out of your contract or we're going to bench you. That is such Bush League. So he called that his agent. The agent called Bush the NFLPA. The NFLPA called the NFL and said, do you understand what's going on in Denver? I right don't now? dislike Sean Payton just because he's the Saints coach. He's a despicable human being. Who just you know, listen? His personal life was a hot mess after the. Just ask, ask anybody in football, who what organization became the most insufferable once they won? They were awful to people. They were awful, and he was awful to Russell Wilson. And he's a liar. And he's a he's a he's he's just a miserable human being. So Russell Wilson was defending himself, saying like, I had to keep my mouth shut. My back was against the wall. But I could not take out my injury clause because the NFLPA would have gone ballistic. Yeah, and rightfully so. Here's uh, our head coach, Raheem Morris, talking about the difference between, as Drew was referring to, a veteran quarterback and a rookie. You know, that's, a, that's a huge difference. You know, like when you get a rookie quarterback, you're learning that guy and you're trying to teach him uh, what his uh, roles and responsibilities are along with getting them comfortable and finding his rhythm and routine, right, and being able to put people around him that can help him do that. And you have some people that would be a little bit more uh, caught up, a little faster to know kind of what they want to do and how they want to do it. You can help them. Um, But, you know, it's a big difference between a rookie and a veteran. Uh, Acquiring a veteran, obviously, you'll have a guy that's coming in with some rhythm and some roles and um, kind of knows his routine, and then that's about being supportive. Back to what you said. You, You hit it, man. They they are not trading up, in my opinion, for one of those three quarterbacks. So my question is this. With all the tea leaves showing that the Falcons are, are probably 85% going to acquire a free agent quarterback, and again, I'll throw Justin Fields into that mix because he's being shopped by the Bears. Do you think it's those three quarterbacks, Fields, Russell Wilson, or Kirk Cousins, or do you think there is any discussion inside the building of could we go big game hunting? And I, I want to refer it back to the Dynasty documentary because I love it. It's been fascinating to watch. You and I love what we do. We prognosticate. We opine. But Ernie, what does Ernie say in episode one or Ernie two? Ernie Adams. Unless you're in our building, you have no idea what you're talking about, and that's the truest thing ever. Things are being discussed in Flowery Branch that we probably don't right. even have on our like radar. We, like, by the way, they know what they think of Justin Fields four weeks ago. We 100%. have no idea. And it, it's starting to sound to me like they kind of like what Justin Fields might bring to the table. And that's about leadership. They've done so many phone calls on him as a leader. You they heard, probably called Harrison High School and no said, doubt. Let's, let's talk about no his doubt. senior year. His dad's a big listener of this radio station and this show. Great guy. Fabulous guy. I think he comes from your parents as well. Um, it sounds more and more like they may be ready to commit to that. Just no, don't I, give up the eight pick. I don't, just don't give up the eight. How are they going to get it without it? Don't give up. If you, you right? could Second somehow, rounders? if you could somehow acquire Justin Fields, keep the number eight pick in the draft, take Dallas Turner about, if he's available. I'm all. How about in. next year's number one? How about next? Same okay. they did Carolina. 
Okay. Next year's number one, not this year's. Okay. They, that they could do. Bears fans ain't going to go for it if they're not a number one, I don't think. Hey, when we come back, I, I'm going to talk about what I saw at the Hawks game last night because I, I do think it's worth talking about no Trey Young, what it looks like to me. Also, Drew Butler is going to tell you, when NFL coaches start talking about your college coach like these guys are, you know you have reached elite college football status. Steak and Drew. It's the Steakhouse Sports Radio 929 Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Did you know you can play the game from any smart enabled device? Just tell your device to play Sports Radio 929 The Game. 92.9 The Game from Odyssey. Now, get the latest on your Falcons, Hawks United, or anything else Atlanta sports related. Try today and start listening from anywhere. Try it on your favorite smart device now from Sports Radio 929 The Game. Now, now, your game traffic. 92.9 The Game's Traffic Center brought to you. This is so exciting. Sounds like the bomb. Nope, we're not done. It's more of the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Night 40, 9 o'clock hour, advanced hair restoration, one day treatment. Life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Steak Shapiro and Drew Butler, great conversation um, on the uh, Falcons. And I give Drew a lot of credit for uh, being, you know, very, very uh, clear. And I think on top of this Falcon situation and Arthur Smith, a guy that you said, I have no, absolute no feeling that we have an advantage with him as our head coach week in and week out. You feel different about Raheem Morris. And I also think we you, you can read between the lines. They're not, they're not going rookie. They're not. Arthur Blank's in his 80s. He's He doesn't want to watch the process. He of, understands of, 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 how the fan base feels. He doesn't want to wait to Drake May to be a really good quarterback his third year yeah. and go through the growing pains. You know what growing pains were? Marcus Mariota, yeah. that probably was like a, a an ulcer. And last year, Desmond Ritter probably gave him pancreatitis and, and God knows what else. Like, he can't go through another rookie figuring out things, you know, and if his name's not Caleb Williams. And let me just say this to our listeners who are avid Atlanta Falcons fans. I'm not a Falcons fan. I look at this team extremely objectively. Having played in the NFL, I root for coaches that I'm friends with, coaches that I played for, but, guys but, who went to Georgia, went to high, guys who I played but with. But you went to high school here. I did. And if, and if the my team, dad played for the Chicago Bears. I if I had to pick one team, I'd probably say the Bears okay. are my favorite team. But if we were winning, would you not get into it just because the town is I want that to happen. Right. Do you realize how stressful my Sundays were the past two years having to watch this team? I'm a Sunday <laughs> ticket guy. I bounce around. I've got my fantasy league. I've got my Circa Millions. I know, I know you got a lot of I've got my, my action. So you would enjoy Now I have it. to sit Sunday night and watch the All-22 of the Falcons losing to the Panthers. Right. That really makes my Sundays not as enjoyable as they should be. All right, let's move to another topic, which is, listen, you know I don't purport to be the guy to come to for the NFL Combine and and and, and break it down at the level you want. I'm not going to be um, Rusty's level of knowledge of high school recruiting, and there's plenty, you know, that you turn to other guys in this station for. But I know basketball, and I know the NBA. I'm an enormous, like, fan of the game for 50 years. And I sat up close last night, and something occurred to me, even though I have been the, on the Trey, Trey Young bandwagon like crazy. But let me tell you something. There is something real about playing without Trey for the rest of those guys. 
I'm not telling secrets when I tell you that they're not big fans of Trey Young, his teammates. Never have been. Back to the Raheem Morris, we need a leader. Trey Young is not a leader. He is not a guy that inspires his teammates, takes it on himself to bring guys out, bring everybody together. Team chemistry has been terrible. That's well documented, okay? It doesn't mean he is not a, a, a uh, iconic talent. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, future Hall of Famer. But, but let me tell you something, man. If they play 500 basketball or better, and they're already 2-0, and and he's not coming back anytime soon, if at all, if they go on a, you know, uh, 17 and 12 run end of the year, they they're gonna think very seriously about moving him because that's their best option to figure it out. Sandra says it best: it's not working. Take away the Eastern Finals and everything since then, nothing's working. Dejounte's not working. Losing Herder and Collins. Well, Collins looked like a bum last night. That's not working. Um, uh, the, the kid from Duke who doesn't even play anymore. A.J. Griffin, is that him, right? Um, although I will tell you, I watched the kid from Michigan last night, Buffkin. That was interesting. Didn't, I, just, I don't know. Good for him. It's the second game. We'll see. But my point is, like, those guys had so much energy last night, Drew, because Trey is such a ball-dominant player that the other guys are like, anything we get is going to have to come from the Trey. The style of play that you see without Trey is something that none of us have seen in a long time. And, again, I go back to the term cycling the ball. Guys are touching the ball. They're moving it around. You're getting the defense to look around. And then you're getting opportunities to shoot open shots or cut to the rim. And Jalen now is like an alpha male. DeJounte is as well. Let it me just say, makes you think. Let me say this about what we just gave the Falcons credit for. Opening day 2024, Falcon fans will be all in. Justin Fields will be under center. Raheem Morris will be on the sideline. We'll have a number one pick. We'll look at Bijan and Tyler. We'll have another receiver, a second receiver. We'll be like, okay. Yeah, the division will be wide open. Yeah, we're like, let's go. Okay, we're in. Absolutely. If you think the Atlanta Hawks are going to go back out next year with this team. No chance. Zero chance. No chance. So they're either moving DeJounte and four other guys or Trey's moving or they're not firing their coach. So, like, something Big is going to happen. They're not going to put this co- this team out again. So if something big is going to happen and Trey has the most value, I think this is a litmus test to see if this is a chance to move Trey. It's an absolute litmus test, and, and there will be a huge subset of data for Tony Ressler, Steve Coonan, yep. Landry Fields, Quinn Snyder, with, throw all boys salsa in there happens, as well. With everything and go, that happens right now. Look at this. Look at that. Right. How do we move forward? Because it ain't going to be what it's been. Yeah, because because living in the ten nine eight seven realm, like purgatory. It, it, yeah, so like we're going to have to do something. It doesn't mean we don't love Trey's talent. It means we have to do something. Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, again, I saw Friday night. I saw uh, Sunday night live in person, and like you both are nailed spot on. Like everything just flowed. It was yeah. like he, you, you called it like something around. Cycle, or like, cycle, cycle, cycle. Yeah, it just flowed. It Dude, was, it was so to watch last night. I was here to the very end up by 25. Like watching Jalen and Dondre and DeJounte. DeJounte didn't even have a good night. I mean, they're not winning. They don't win by 20 points. I, that just doesn't happen. Hell, so, two teams under 100 points two times. Yeah, that's, that's something that's probably not talked right, about enough. I mean, right. the Hawks were giving up back 130 a game. Yeah, the only thing I know Buffkin, Buffkin can do is he can defend. Like, that guy can defend. But the problem with him is can he score enough? But, like, that guy's a better defender than Trey. That's not even close. So I'm not trying to 
I mean, you've heard me about Trey, but they ain't bringing this team back. So if they ain't bringing the team back, they got to figure out. They don't have two number ones coming forward, right? They lost their 25 and 27 in the DeJounte trade. They got two number ones this year, you know, though. They got the Sacramento pick, it looks like, and our own pick. And maybe that's going to happen. Anyway, it was fascinating to watch last night. Let's talk about uh, the tailgate and our buddy Drew. It's time to tailgate. No, Maybe tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. NFL Combine underway today in Indianapolis. And head coaches and GMs now take to the podium, talk to the local and national media. And Raheem Morris on the podium yesterday was asked about his relationship with Georgia football head coach Kirby Smart. Jealousy is my relationship with Kirby Smart. Right? Let's go win some championships like that guy. Um, they've done nothing but formulate a great program. And again, it starts with the people. But um, just watching him win championships, it's been fun to see. It's been fun to see the acquisition of great talent coming out of Georgia. Um, I know where, I'm, where, I'm, where I live now, is, is a big Georgia contingency, so like I got to get my Bulldog hats and be ready to support those guys and what they're doing. I mean, Raheem right showing some answer. major love to the Alpha right in town. Answer, yeah. God, listen, you, you you've been in the NFL, and I you know this. There's 32 coaches that all have ridiculous respect. If Kirby Smart shows up in Green Bay or L.A. or Minnesota. Guess what those head coaches are going to do? Roll the red carpet out. A- absolutely. And not because of his players. Do they understand They're gonna go pick who his this brain. guy is? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. A lot of mutual respect. How'd you respect. win back-to-back titles? How'd you keep your guys motivated? How do you keep the energy on the recruiting trail? How do you deal with the NIL and all this stuff? 100%. How, how do you deal with your coaches leaving in droves? How do you maintain that culture? Like, dude, this is something that NFL coaches are fascinated by excellence. They're fascinated by Kirby Smart. And it's so refreshing to hear Raheem just go straight into showering with praise. I want to be like that guy. I want to find out how to win championships. And more praise being thrown to the University of Georgia football program from head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni, yesterday. Um, toughness, right? Toughness. Obviously, the guys that we've we've drafted and, and have on our team from from Georgia are um, highly talented, right? We have two first round guys and uh, with in Jordan and in uh, Jalen, another first round guy and Nolan. We got a uh, you know third round guy and Kobe, a fourth round guy and Keeley. So they they're they're tough, they're physical, they um, they know how to win. Um, and on top of that, they're really good football players. Yeah, I mean, where else would you rather be than the University of Georgia? I mean, it's fascinating to hear NFL coaches, like literally Georgia. We have Georgia's a third-round pick, we have a first-round pick, we have two fourth-round picks. Yeah, I, got- I will say this, because I did get on some of my cohorts to say, dude, just slow your roll when you decide how great Nolan Smith has been, or Keeley, yeah, or Jay. Of you course. Know, like, you can't say Jalen Carter was the pick over Bajon. I mean, it's... We will see. It will play out. But this was not – the Bijan pick was a great pick. It was a very good pick right now. We will see. You know, they all haven't had the amazing success at Philadelphia. Everybody said they would. No question about it. So, a lot of praise for University of Georgia football players and head coach Kirby Smart coming out yeah, last of I, the NFL combat. Yeah, last I checked, the Eagles had a – it's not those guys. No. Fault, but it was like when they, they went, when they went to a Super Bowl, they're like, yeah, they got all these Georgia players. Well, I mean, the, those guys didn't have a big impact on turning that season around. 
when they needed it. Anyway, let's pivot to some college baseball real quick. Got to go to the flats. Huge shout out to Drew Burris, Georgia Tech baseball player. Yesterday, a four home run game, the first time ever in Georgia Tech baseball history. Damn. Four home runs. Georgia Tech baseball, historically, a very good program. I love Danny Hall. Been a great friend. We'll get him in studio in the next whenever, uh, day day, whenever Danny can come in. Love the guy. They need to have a good year, though. And Georgia's off to a rip-roaring start as well in baseball. Are they? So the SEC and ACC, I have buddies who live in the Northeast, um, and they talk about baseball, and they're just like, dude, every program in the SEC and every program in the ACC is ridiculous. Like, do you see how many ranked teams those two conferences have? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And Tech and Georgia aren't in either one of them. I think Georgia's like 29th right now. Are they? Yeah. Georgia's got... 16 portal kids that they went out and got um, after what is, was a rough run in their new uh, – pardon me for not knowing his name. What's the new baseball coach's name? Came from LSU. LSU is the pitching coach. Pitching coach. He's no escaping nonsense. Escaping me now. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I, I you can't ask me to know everything. Yeah, what's, what's we know it? a lot. Mike, is that right? Ike Cousins. I don't think that's right. Fact check that. Is that the Georgia head baseball coach or Georgia Tech? All right. Well, Georgia Tech is Danny Hall, so I don't know what's going on here. Wes Johnson. Yeah, Wes Johnson. There you go. Former pitching coach of the national champion LSU That's Tigers. correct. Wes Johnson. All right. You saw live radio. It happens. It's a slippery slope. Hey, when we come back, we had uh, a comment the other day, day day that off here. Like, when you put radio guys on radio, they sound really good. When you put writers on radio, half the time they're terrible. This guy is a radio guy in Boston. Are the Patriots ready to move from number three and possibly put the Falcons in that spot? What was it like to interview Bill Belichick at his worst? And how much does he miss Georgia? Jermaine Wiggins, longtime buddy, joins us. Damn good dog. Damn good dog. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.